0: I also, like, I've never brought it up to my doctor, ever. Why? Um because i don't want to be medicated doesn't mean you have to be though
1: i but i think that's something that people we need to talk about though because i think a lot of people think that they're afraid to mention these things to their doctors and Mm -hmm. not get help or assistance for because they're they don't they're either afraid of medication or they don't want to rely on medication there's so many other ways that you can manage anxiety that your doctors can still help with one of them being just regular talk therapy it's an hour where you get to talk about yourself it's fantastic Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily.
0: Happy Monday, gals. Welcome back. Trying to not say the same five words in our intro. So also,
1: Working on new things. <laughs> also, our three-year anniversary, well, technically last week was, and we didn't say a single thing because we forgot
0: <laughs> We legit, I was looking at the calendar earlier, and I was like, wait a minute. We have on our calendar, like, three-year anniversary episodes. We try to, like, plan out, like, topics. And I was like, wait a minute. We did not even speak to the fact that we're three years. Yeah. That's Uh, really, when I think about it, I feel like we're, like, a one just because the pandemic happened, and I feel like that part of my life really doesn't exist.
1: Well, so we started in 2019, like, towards the end of it, and then, like, we had, like, this huge, like, trajectory growth thing that we had planned out, like, for all these episodes, and then the pandemic hit, and we didn't really know how that was going to affect our show, how that was going to affect recording, and so that whole years kind of like a blur in a way and then in our second year is when like things got back to normal we were able to start doing interviews there was more like cohesiveness with our like recording schedule and everything so it just worked out a lot more so it's almost like our first year was just like a blur I know because
0: like we were so worried about like when you were going to move to LA how we were going to kind of like coordinate like zoom we were, how we were going to learn how to record in two different yeah. places. And COVID like forced us to to do that because yeah. those first two weeks we like didn't leave our houses. <laughs> so because literally everything was closed. And so we had to like for like it, it was just like honestly as much as I wish that had never happened. I'm kind of glad we were forced into the situation way before we actually had to do it because we yeah. feel – like, we f- have felt so much more confident with, like, even doing interviews with people on Zoom who live in different states, which has just opened up so many opportunities for us and for, like, guests on our show. And I think if we had not, like, really figured that out before, then we would have been, like, more, he- more hesitant to do that and offer that as an option. Well,
1: that, um, and I don't, I, I don't recall that many people doing Zoom interviews on podcasts pre-pandemic uh that wasn't really a thing and so it's really opened up a whole kaleidoscope of different uh venues for a lot of people who are doing podcasts and able to get guests like you don't have to have these guests in person in your studio it's great if you can obviously but you know it well yeah because like I feel like pre-pandemic
0: you were kind of limited to like where you lived like yeah. Yes, like, we have you out in L.A. doing all of the cool things and, like, having all of the, like, people there. But, like, that limited – that would have limited just people based in California when there yeah. are so many amazing people across the U.S.
1: We've literally and interviewed somebody literally, who is, I like, was across say, the country. Like, all the side <laughs> we, of the world.
0: We literally interviewed someone, like, in a literal other country. Yeah. And I'm just, like, that's so cool to me because it just, like, wasn't really heard of. And, like – even, like, FaceTiming with friends and stuff, like, no one did that, really. Maybe your grandma who wanted to see your face, but I don't know. I just think that yeah. – I think it's really cool to see, like, where we've come from day one and, like, how many connections and how many relationships have come from this podcast.
1: And I, mean, I literally have three friends out here in L.A. because exactly. of this podcast. Exactly, yeah. Because they're guests we've had on. And that when I moved out here to LA, they were like, "Oh my god! Like, let's hang out, let's get coffee." Like after you move out here, and it's always a great way to introduce people and like meet people through this. It's such like a great like hack to life is having a podcast. So if you gals like would love to hear like an updated episode about like behind the scenes of making this podcast, we did this one like in our within our first year.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a really good episode. Like it yeah. seems like everyone enjoyed it. So, but I
1: feel like we've learned a lot more since.
0: Oh definitely. definitely. And so if
1: it's something that you guys would love to hear let us know and we can think about doing that because I think that there's just a lot of things and like we're always getting asked about how do you start a podcast? How can I do one long distantly with one of my friends or uh, my coworker? Like I really want to do this and I just don't know where to begin and we love helping other small creators out and like helping them get started uh, because you know they're was only a few people around to help us when we got started so we'd love to be that voice for you and guide you in that way to your next biggest adventure so let us know and we can put something together for you yeah but you are coming down to like the last couple minutes of your wedding planning i'm excited i'm gonna be I home know. soon to go no.
0: i clicked on our like not website the other day and it was like 16 days to go. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Good night. Goodbye. Good riddance like to my
1: single life. <laughs> well, I was literally thinking the other day. I was like, try and make weekend plans. And I was like, maybe I can do it next week. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I'm going to be home for Hannah's wedding. <laughs>
0: like, it's. Yeah, like literally two weeks from tomorrow, yeah. which is insanity to me. And I've been like really stingy with at work about like if my kids parents texted and they're like hey we're kind of struggling with a cold like we're gonna leave it up to you I'm like normally I'd be like as long as you're like feeling better and not having a fever or whatever you can come but I was like we are not coming this weekend next week we're not playing you are not coming to see me <laughs> I'm like I am I refuse yeah. to get a cold honestly because, mark my words I'll be sick at my damn wedding Like, I would still go to my wedding is what I meant, (laughs) what I'm trying to say. I was
1: like, what? (laughs) No,
0: no, no, no. That's not what I meant. The way I worded it was wrong. But I was like, I will be present. (laughs) Come hell or high water, I will be at the altar. On a respirator. I know, literally. So um, I actually, like, backed up my time off by, like, a half day. So I was going to work the full Monday of the week of the wedding. And then I was like, you know what? I, have, I see too many kids in the afternoon on Why Monday. Why are you working I, that
1: Monday anyways? I don't know. Uh,
0: I don't know. Something got scheduled on my schedule already that I can't cancel. And I have just a couple other things to do to, like, wrap up everything. So, but after that, it is a self-care week. That's all I want. I just want to get all of the last-minute details done and, yeah, basically be done. I'm picking up my wedding dress
1: in two days, which is crazy well um yeah and and next week's episode after this one we're gonna be talking about everything that you've learned since being mm -hmm. engaged and then i think we're gonna give you time like after the weddings like happen just like for you to process like planning a wedding we really want to do like a wedding planning episode because i feel like Mm -hmm. you've learned a lot that um some people may not know or just helpful like little tips that you can guide people on so we got all that content Coming your way. Absolutely. Front door service at your door. Yes.
0: <laughs> but yeah, this I mean, outside of that, I really haven't even done anything this week. Like I can't I cleaned my house for the first time in a long time last night. I like vacuumed at ten o'clock and I was like, really hope my neighbors can't hear me, but I have to do this. So um sorry guys. Who cares? I don't know. (laughs) I live on the bottom floor. I'm like, they really can't hear through the walls. Like, it's really fine. It's your.
1: Um, This is a thing. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about how they are afraid to walk too heavy footed because they are the upstairs neighbor and their apartment. And I'm like, why? It's your house. Like, why are you afraid to make noise? In your own house. I mean, it is rooted in trauma a lot of times, too, for people who, like, you know, growing up who made noise and then, like, you know, they got the attention of a parent that they didn't want that attention of at the time kind of thing. But, like, take up space. Make noise. Vacuum at 10 o'clock at night. If that's when you have time to fucking vacuum Hannah. Yeah. Well, I used to get, I used to get on to the neighbor
0: upstairs because they would vacuum at, like, 1130 at night. And I was like, okay. okay. well, like, your neighbors it's aren't you, though. It's a little late. Your neighbors aren't you, though. I know, but I, I felt hypocritical. I was like, oh. I but I really need to vacuum. Then fucking <laughs> so vacuum. Well oh and God. like well and like Blaine was on is on third this week, so like I couldn't do it while he was sleeping. So I just did it really fast last night. And I felt good about it. And I dusted for the and first time in a long is- time because we have dogs and everything just gets so dusty. I do not understand why dogs give off so much dust. <laughs> But, you know, it's fine. It is what but it is. But you
1: have also been watching Oh my God, I
0: Okay. Yes.
1: I, I, need to hear, I need to hear your thoughts. I need okay. to hear your theories.
0: So I told everyone I was going to take a break from selling the, you know, OC or whatever. I did not. Um, went straight into it. I am only on episode three. So I'm still working on forming my opinions about... The people on the show.
1: Okay. What is your initial opinion?
0: Well, first off, I feel like I started it at a bad time because I just saw that Tyler and Brittany Snow are, like, separating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now watching it through the lens of knowing that, I'm like, oh, we a little handsy
1: with some people. I mean, like, I didn't even know that they were getting divorced, like, when I watched it. And I even suspected. I was like, I have tweeted. I was like, Britney Snow, do better.
0: Yeah, it just seemed a little funky. So I don't know how I feel about Alex Hall. In the first, like, two episodes, I was, like, very pro her. But after the beach, her putting her mouth over his nose and, like, them all cuddling together, I'm just not quite sure how I feel about her character. Well, she's a human. She's not a character. Her person. (laughs) um as of right now Jarvis and Rose I cannot stand I love them I'm just gonna okay say that
1: they are yeah, my favorite. I know you do
0: I know you do so that's why I'm like why don't you like them because they're annoying right now how so because they, first off all they talk about is how amazing they are which is fine but I'm like like what like what what gives you, like, I don't know anything about them other See, than the fact that they, I don't understand why they work together. I don't understand why they're not their own separate,
1: like, I don't, I don't understand them because they've they not are explained a, it. They're a brand. Um, but uh, I like them because they do their job and then they fucking leave. <laughs> they, well, yeah, I, they, but they're the show, not there to fucking is, the show is drama. drama so but like, that's the thing, like, I, Alex Hall, to me is one of the most toxic characters I've ever seen on any of these reality shows. Like, this whole, like, Selene Sunset and Selene I do not like her at all. Well, like I said, and I'm literally no, yeah, yeah. on episode I know. three. You're going to get no into idea. this and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I've already but, seen a touch of it. That's why I was like, I don't know how I feel about her yeah. yet. Because the first but, two, I was like, oh, I kind of like her. but I, like, mm. I love
1: Jarvis and Rose because I just think they're the most normal people on the show and i feel like a need to defend them because everybody i feel like the show like wants you to think they're villains but like as you get into it you're like these bitches just come here they do their job they sell million dollar houses and then they get the fuck out they're not here for the drama and um they're gorgeous they're young and um they just have their shit together which is like what like they're just the like People keep saying that they're awful, and I'm like, they bitches literally just walked in the room, breathed, and then left. Like, oh, please show me how they're evil.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I definitely don't by any means mean that. I just, I don't know anything about them. And, like, they already have a bad rep from the show. So it's like, I already have that bias. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to figure out, like, what what made everyone hate them? And why why do I not see them outside of just, like, like, I barely see them. So it's hard and, to, I mean, like, it, it's it hard, it hard for me to even probably, form an opinion about them yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also yeah. to, you know, I don't think everybody, like, they probably doing the show for the sake of, like, office morale kind of situation. Yeah. But, yeah. They might know, not want
0: to actually be involved in the, Like, yeah, they probably watched Selling Sunset and we're like, I don't want that for me. Because like, I'll me be on there. Saw,
1: tell me how often you saw Maya. I like, know. And, Selling okay, Sunset. Question is
0: there a selling miami and is is it her? No. Oh. No. Okay. Um, so she's just in Miami. She's not really doing anything with Oppenheim Group. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yes. I saw that and I was like, "What?" But yeah, no. I and I really liked Maya. I yeah. still love Maya. I think she's one of the one of my favorite, but so I like I said, still forming my opinions. Um yeah, because don't I've heard that edit. because I don't heard, let the
1: edit sway you too much. Right.
0: And I've heard most people say they don't like Jarvis and Rose. But you and Chelsea Curtis, whom both I love both of y'all and I respect both of y'all's opinions, love Jarvis and Rose. So I'm like, hmm, I think I need to be on this side of the coin, but I'm just not there yet. Um, like I said, I've seen like I've se- I think they've been on there like four times, maybe. Yeah. Um, and which one is which? Which one is the tall one?
1: The tall one that's a little bit more tan um, is Jarvis. And then the younger one with the blonder hair is Rose. Let me make sure.
0: Okay, because I was going to say, the blonde one is the only one that, like, I have seen more of.
1: Alexandra Rose is the... Yeah, the blonde. Okay. Yes.
0: She is 27 years old. Okay, because I was going to say, yeah. like, I really have seen nothing of
1: Jarvis. I love Jarvis. I'm obsessed well, I like
0: with Jarvis. her a lot. I... Out of the two,
1: I think I like Jarvis more. Fucking love Jarvis, and just like she just gives me like, I'm just I'm here to fucking make yes. my fucking okay. coin. Fuck all you bitches! You. I'm great, and I don't need to prove that. I'm great. That.
0: I'm good at my job. But see, I like her. Rose gives me like, I I want to prove to everyone that I. Don't need them. Like she gives me that. Like I'm gonna complain about it. I don't it really have an opinion of Rose that
1: much. I always just yeah. Look, I kind of like. I just wish they weren't
0: a pair. I want them to be I, not a pair. I feel not like they do it
1: just because they're both named Alexandra, and like yeah. they're trying to have like yeah. a brand, um, right. and like make st- stand out in some way. I mean, like it is stupid in one way because you have to split commission. Uh but I know.
0: But they're getting all the high listings. Yeah. So. And it's probably
1: easy to market when you had these two beautiful women selling houses. Yeah. It makes it easier probably for the group. Um so I mean as long as they're fine with it and they're not being forced into it, that is okay. But um yeah. Poppy is enemy number one and then Alex Hall's enemy number two. Oh darn, I really like Poppy right now. Oh my so. god, she's the most annoying person I've ever seen on either of these shows. Are you serious? The okay, I guess it gets worse. worse. I think she's really funny right now. She is just... She's an instigator. She and Alex both well, are just instigators. Yeah. And the, if anyone makes an issue about themselves, like, Poppy literally finds a way to make everything about her. I'm like, this literally had nothing to do with you. Like... Yeah. You decided to be... You decided to have an effect on this, but we're not... You're not gonna let... X, Y, and Z also, like, she's a hypocrite. So I just, I have nothing, I want nothing to do with her. I cannot stand her character. (laughs) That's funny. Um, And then
0: I don't like Gio. I like him. Really? I think he is so snobby. I I am not I I do not I do not like those kind of people who are just like I come from money, I am money, I'm the best at this, yada yada. Like that just annoys the crap out of me. That is not good office So I Like that is not good coworker energy. So
1: I like I don't he's not again, Jarvis is my favorite out of everybody. Um I definitely think he relies on his mommy too much. And oh, I yeah, did, I'm like, why is she in the show so much? Yeah, well, she works <laughs> like, for the that's group. That's weird. She works for them as well. They just don't tell you that. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, you just okay. Google it. She, yeah, she works for them as well. Um, but, yeah, like, I get the whole, like, elitism, like, not liking that, definitely. I am kind of, feel, like, numb to that now since I, like, live, like, in L.A. But, uh I, he's another person that I feel like comes in and gets his shit done, except for the stuff that comes up between Alex Hall and his wife. Like that's so like petty and like just shut the fuck up. Like your wife didn't want anything said about this. I'm getting ahead. Yeah, of Yeah, my- and then
0: you literally said it on a Netflix
1: show, like you dumb yeah. dumb. So like I don't I don't hate him. Um, I just I'm I'm not like oh my god I love him to death, but like I I have no really big high opinions of him. Yeah,
0: well those are the only ones. Those are really the only people that have made any sort of uh impact on the show so far. So that's where I'm at. Um I think that's really it. Like that's really all I've seen so far. Okay. Are those are those those characters. Is that your captivation? Um there's some other there's some other girl who cries a lot and I feel bad for her. Everyone in her life has basically oh, told yeah, her I know you're that she's about. terrible.
1: Yeah. Um don't worry about her. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that sounds awful. She's like a I don't even know her name. She's um
0: she got her first listing, but Alex yes. Hall basically got it for her. you'll see. You'll see. I'm
1: not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything to spoil anything. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll hit you well, back up. Yeah. Well, that's
0: where. That's where I. That's where I am currently. I. It's taken me a while to get through it. Things just keep happening while I'm trying to watch it. So I'm
1: like, okay. We'll hit you back not, up when you're more into it.
0: Yeah, I'll probably have a better opinion. I still think I'm gonna like selling Sunset more though.
1: We'll hit you back up when we get more into it though, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. But is is that your captivation? Uh sure cuz I don't have one. So we'll <laughs> do that. <laughs> like I said, I have literally been doing absolutely nothing this week outside of work and wedding planning. So we'll just say it's my captivation. Everybody go watch uh The OC Selling. I always wanna call it The OC, it's not cuz that's another show that you should watch. Selling The OC. Watch it with me and we can
1: discuss uh all the things. Cool. Cool. What's yours? So mine is a movie. It was one I went and saw over the weekend and I was not planning on seeing it actually just because I didn't think that the trailer to it made it look really fucking cheesy. And I was like, this is not going to be the humor that I like, but I actually really loved it. And it was bros that stars mm-hmm. Billy Eichner in it. And like, it's not getting great reviews. I mean, it's, it's just not doing well at the box office because I think the fucking trailer to it just showed, like, the stupid cheesy parts to it and didn't show off how fucking hysterical it is. And it's it's great because it is a LGBT rom-com, and it follows, basically, Bobby. He's a neurotic podcast host who's happy to go on Tinder dates and connect and not have serious relationships. That all changes when he meets Aaron, an equally detached lawyer who plays the field. Repeatedly drawn to each other, both men begin to show their vulnerable sides as the undeniable attraction turns into something resembling a commitment the humor is impeccable like i was cackling the whole time but i think the reason that it also just didn't do well the box office because you don't have like star potential in it like there's not huge names in it except there is a deborah messing appearance and it's great like if you were a will and grace fan uh you will thoroughly enjoy it but I think if you're just wanting to, like, go see a funny movie, like, at the end of the week, just kind of relax and unwind, go see Bros. I think you'll be very shocked by it, and I think you'll just have, like, a nice, like, wholesome laugh. And I love a rom-com, like, a rom-com renaissance. Like, I'm so happy rom-coms are getting made again, and this is a great one with, like, an alternative, um, you know, not a normal, like, heteronormative couple at the uh lead of it. So, I think it's great, and it's funny, and... Yeah, highly recommend, for sure.
0: Nice. I haven't been to the movie theater in a I long I know, time, I'm talking, so. not talking to you.
1: I was going to say, probably won't go anytime soon. Not talking to you. <laughs> not talking to you. Talking to the gals. We we already know that I could recommend you an Oscar. Aus- Let's see if you even watch my film when it comes to theaters. <laughs> that would be... A terrible thing for me to do as a as a friend. Well, my mother still has yet to read my book that I wrote as my senior okay, thesis. Okay, it took me a long time to read your book. So, so. I mean, I'm not really, you know, waiting with bated breath for both of you guys. <laughs> yeah, your biggest supporters are, like, lacking. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think enemy number one that the film is about is going to be the first one there before you guys sometimes. <laughs> Honestly,
0: he is going to be knocking down doors to get to that film. He's going to be in the front freaking row and like, this is about me, which is not something you should really brag about. Absolutely not.
1: So, (laughs) but we are going to get into today's episode. Again, like we said, this is our three-year anniversary. It's shocking to think about that sometimes. So, I mean, with that being said, like, we have three years worth of episodes on this platform, 152 to be exact. So, make sure... You know, if you're really loving this episode and you want to hear more, we are expanding our wellness category. So make sure you go check out all of our other wellness episodes, our self-care healing episodes. And we also talk about love and dating as well, which we hope you gals check out. And if you want to hear more about Hannah's wedding, stay tuned, subscribe, follow us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts so you can hear more updates about it. And we are so happy to have you gals. If you are interested in joining our little gal pal fam, we have our own Instagram at the Gal's Guide Pod, and our own personals. Mine's at Emily Elise and hers is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And you can follow us in our little community of gal scouts and gal pals and become part of the fam. So before we end today's episode, we're going to be talking about high-functioning anxiety. I feel like this is a pretty accurate episode for Hannah, especially like leading up to the wedding, week before the wedding. And we, like I said, like we really want to expand like our wellness episode. So we thought about doing something that I feel like a lot of people are going through right now, which is, you know, we talked about burnout and how that related to stress last week. We're going to continue that conversation with talking about how we deal with anxiety and how we manage everyday tasks that lead us to cause. like so many like stressful moments that we don't take the time to kind of decompress from. So before we get into all that, we're going to jump into a couple of ad reads and then we'll be right back. So high functioning anxiety. It's something that's a term that I feel like it's coined so often. You hear it everywhere, but no one really knows what it means. And Hannah, you said that you feel like you personally relate to it. Can you tell us like a little bit more like why? Yeah. So I was reading this post and It
0: said that high-functioning anxiety is not a diagnosis but rather a term used to describe individuals that experience anxiety yet seem to excel in, like, all walks of life. So whether that's, like, school, work, home. um, And it was kind of talking about, like, how on the surface, like, it appears that the anxiety, like, doesn't cause any impairment. So you've got, like, your people – and disclaimer, which obviously – I'm not a doctor. I'm not. We, neither.
1: I'm neither not super
0: knowledgeable in these things. However, sometimes anxiety causes like actual impairments in being able to like function in your different walks of life. Yeah,
1: and you've had panic How, attacks, correct? I, I have. I actually do
0: not know okay. if I have had a panic attack or not.
1: Have you ever felt like you were having a like you were in a heart attack, like?
0: No, uh-huh. I get, um, I get a lot of chest pains and a lot of like chest tightness, um, when I'm super anxious, but outside of that, I, cause I've seen you have a panic attack, mm-hmm. I think, and I've seen Blaine have a panic attack. So I've like kind of seen what those can look like. And I know everyone's are kind of me, different.
1: When, what? I'm trying I don't to know
0: if I saw you have one or not. I think you told me about one. I
1: was, like, I was like, do you recall?
0: I don't know. I don't recall a specific. I can't remember if we talked about it or if I saw it. This is where the lines get blurry in my memory. So I like
1: have <laughs> two that really stand out for me yeah. as like major, major panic attacks uh, oh, no, you were telling me about it because it was at that theater
0: party yes. in Wilmington. Yes, I remember, okay, yes. I wasn't there, was one, but you, the, you that told that me that about it, so two. I
1: was there vividly in your recollection of the event. That was one of the two. I was at a party, yeah. and I was sober, and my designated driver was no longer sober, and this is the time before Uber was really a thing in America, and didn't know how to call it, didn't know a taxi number. Um, my phone was dying and I felt trapped at this party and I was watching this boy I had a huge crush on making out with some other girl and all I wanted to do was go home, but I had no way of getting home and I started like having a panic attack, like it literally felt like a heart attack. I couldn't breathe, I couldn't control my breathing, it's very shallow breathing And my heart was racing and it was very tight. And I remember someone pulling me out of the party, taking me outside, not knowing what to do and asking if I knew anybody inside the party. And I mentioned the boy who was making out with some other girl um, because he was like the only other person at this party that I knew that was probably sober. And he came outside and calmed me down and basically like when you're dealing with somebody who's having a panic attack for me at least the best thing to do is to get me remove me from the situation and then to get my mind off of the fact that I'm having a panic attack because that's going to make me have a panic attack even more um and it was to get my heart rate down and to get my breathing regulated and mm. um remember one thing that he did great which was he asked if he could touch me because i don't like when people touch me and so he asked if he could first and i said that was fine and it was he just held me like really tightly almost like how you do like with dogs like when you have like when they have get stressed out and you put like a little thunder jacket on them just and you have like weighted blankets too it's just the pressure and the warmth of somebody else's body that really like calms you down
0: just calms mm-hmm. that nervous
1: system down and then for me, it's really focusing on getting my breathing down because I could go into an asthmatic attack if mm-hmm. my yeah. breathing. Yeah, you snuff. have that. Yeah,
0: you have that also yes. on top of that. Because
1: I have so. had a panic attack my freshman year of college, where we were—I fr- almost did. Like I had to get my inhaler because I thought I was on the verge of going into an asthmatic attack. Afterwards, that was right. the probably the biggest one. That was the first one I ever had, probably in my entire life, and it yeah. triggered everything. But. um, yeah, I was eventually calmed down, and my phone had, like, 5% left in it, and he called my neighbor, and my neighbor came and picked me up, removed from the party and everything, uh, and, yeah, th- that is the only thing, I think a lot of people, like, when you're having panic attacks, and you tell someone you're having a panic attack, because, like, I know, I I know that I'm having a panic attack, it's very evident, fucking, I, and- it's just reminding myself that this is only temporary. This will be over about five minutes, like
0: mm-hmm. 10 or five minutes.
1: Panic attacks yeah. cannot last longer than 20 minutes. So yeah. just remind yourself that it's going to be over in a bit, but mm-hmm. um, don't fucking tell someone to calm down Mm-mm. or that it's it's no. going to be okay. You're not helping anything. Get their mind off of whatever it is that they're having a panic attack about. And one thing that my therapist taught me was a grounding exercise, which is naming five things in the room. Mm -hmm. So, like, my name is Emily. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm sitting on Zoom with Hannah. It's 8 o'clock in the evening, and I'm wearing a Nirvana T-shirt. Five tangible things around me that will help bring me back to a present moment and recenter me. Those are things that um, will help someone with a Panic attack, getting them outside, getting them in a new environment, fresh air, different things like that. Things, different things work for different people. I always tell you four in, four hold, four out with your breath mm-hmm. and four, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, and then breathe out for four seconds. But um, yeah, for me, those are different things that work. It just depends on how major the panic attack is. And I don't, I cannot recall the last major one I had. So I think that's good. That's good. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, so I don't think I've ever had a panic
1: attack. But you you've um, seen you've definitely you've seen your fiance have one.
0: Yeah, but his are not to like he has had to tell me. Like I can tell that there's like something going yeah, on. Some and there's have, a little bit yeah, of panic. Yeah. But he he masks everything really well. So like he's like I'm having a panic panic attack and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Mm, let's, you know, <laughs> do any of those things that you just listed." So, um so I personally have not had one and I feel like In most cases, I can mask the situation until I'm, like, either with somebody I really trust or I'm outside of, like, the atmosphere that was causing me anxiety. With the people that I trust, I feel like I am more – hold on. Let me find. There was a, like, little Instagram post that I saw visual that kind of sparked this whole discussion. Um,
1: Oh, I do remember the last panic attack I had.
0: When was it? It's
1: when the doctor emailed me on New Year's oh, Eve. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I actually, I do remember the last panic attack I had. It was New Year's Eve 2020 when the doctor emailed me on New Year's Eve. And it was from having PTSD of the situation. Normally, when I have panic attacks, it's because I'm in a situation that I cannot control. And I feel out of control. And I need to regain control in order to feel calm again. And like, it's almost like I need an escape route in some situation. Um, I feel like like, I literally think the first, the first panic attack I ever had was literally my freshman year of college. I was trying to register for classes and I couldn't register for classes and all the freshmen register for classes at once. And I thought that, all my classes I needed were going to get filled and I was going to be screwed. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went into a panic attack. This one was because, the last one I think I had was when he emailed me and the sight of his name on my phone sent me into a panic attack. Like I was shit. It wasn't like full blown, like crying, all of that. Like I just, cause I was ma- I was trying so hard to mask it because I was at work and I didn't feel like I was in, I mean, I was with my boss and I was head coworkers but like those are not my safety net people um, Yeah, that I feel like I can show my full panic attack to like I was trying so hard to keep it together but I was I do remember sh- violently like shaking in my hands um and my body from the the anxiety I was feeling and like I I just stepped off back into the back room and I was like I just need like 15 minutes just to recenter myself. Um, so yeah, that is, sorry to interrupt you, but that was. No, you're good. I had to mention that.
0: Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, The thing that I saw that like kind of triggered this whole conversation was, so I feel like I do a good, like I was saying, I do a good job masking it in situations where I'm not near someone who I'm like really close with or trust However, when I am with the people that I trust, I saw this post on Instagram and it's like, Elise has anxiety. I can like send the ad or we can post it, repost it or something. But the title is, I didn't mean to be rude when I, and then in parentheses, anxiety edition. And it says, the first one is, didn't respond to your text message or email. I'm not sure why I avoided it, honestly. I sometimes will catch myself doing that. Now it's really cool with the new update because I can mark it on red. You told me that. That is a life-changing. I don't think that I I don't think that Apple knows how life-changing that is for me. Um, so maybe I won't be as rude and forget. Um, number two, I do this a lot. Um, snap for no apparent reason. I'm really needing things to be a certain way, and when they aren't, my anxiety consumes me. Um, I really struggle with that one. I am working on it, but it is nowhere near where it needs to be. Um, number three, which I have done this when you used to live here, and we used to try to go out, uh, cancel or postpone things last minute. Uh, it says I've been anti- I've been anticipating it all day, and now I'm really overwhelmed. Uh,
1: that yeah. is very much me, it, it, and I don't mean I don't mean to say this to sound rude or anything it got to the point where I just stopped inviting you <laughs> yeah I think because I knew that if I said do you want to go do like do you want to go out for drinks you're like I'll let you know I'm like that's a no so yeah I'm not gonna hold out for her and to whatever reasons I don't really care I like I had other friends to go out with and everything but um well I I told
0: you it every time it's the anxiety around getting home yeah safely that was that was my whole (laughs) thing no i know but like i didn't live anywhere near the bars Mm -hmm. so it was going to be a 25 minute drive for me regardless i don't like sleeping at other people's houses that was that was the main thing going out here different at college you could just walk everything was so close um i'm better about that now i really don't cancel or postpone things Um, the only, the only time I've ever really done is like when we're, we're both having a bad day and we don't want to record. And that might be a little bit last minute. Um, number four, this, I don't feel like I do as much, but sometimes I do. And I think I have some, it says, keep scrolling on your phone. I kept scrolling on my phone while you were talking. I'm having a hard time concentrating. and need a distraction from my own thoughts. I think that having a hard time concentrating because of what's going on in my head, I sometimes catch myself doing in conversation, save conversations. I cannot talk tonight to save my life. Um, and I don't know why that has become something that's a little bit more present now. Um, I will catch myself like having a conversation with somebody and they say something that makes me think of something else. And then I have, like, I feel like I have to say what's on my mind. Um, so that's been an interesting thing that I'm dealing with too. Um, well, that's a common hard time staying on track. That's
1: a common trait with ADHD. I think was one, one thing with ADHD, it's everybody always says like they're, they interrupt all the time. People have ADHD always interrupt. Mm -hmm. I'm not interrupting because I don't give a fuck about what you had to say. I'm interrupting because I want to contribute to the conversation so much that if I don't say what I'm thinking in this current moment, I will forget it. And right. then I don't feel like I'm adding to a conversation. I am interrupting and responding to let you know that I am actively listening and I am engaging in this conversation and I am enjoying this conversation. I'm not doing it right. out of malice and to be rude. Um, and I know there's one thing that I do. I have a fucking podcast. I'm very knowledgeable that I fucking interrupt a lot. Hannah has learned to get over it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. There, there's also a lot of the, like, what people see versus, like, what people don't see for, I feel like, people with high-functioning anxiety. And I'm literally self-diagnosing. Like, I have never talked about my anxiety with someone here
1: who has been diagnosed by a therapist that they have anxiety so i can like attest to that what you're saying is probably accurate
0: but i also like i've never brought it up to my doctor ever why um because i don't want to be medicated doesn't mean you have to be though
1: i know um i but i think that's something that people we need to talk about though because i think a lot of people think that they're afraid to mention these things to their doctors and mm-hmm. not get help or assistance for because they're they don't they're either afraid of medication, they or they don't want to rely on medication. There's so many other ways that you can manage anxiety that your doctors can still help with, one of them being just regular talk therapy, which is for some people helps them so much and I think that if you're like I don't know if that would help me, try it. You won't know until you try it. It's therapy, it's an hour where you get to talk about yourself. It's fantastic. But yeah. meditation is also great too. We're gonna get into other ways that you can manage anxiety. But I think that that we need to de- also destigmatize the that oh I'm messed up or like oh something's wrong with me because I because I need to be put on like medication for my mental health. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. It's totally fucking fine. Some people want to be medicated. Some people don't want to be medicated. That's also okay too. I'm somebody. I prefer medication because without my medication. I'm not a functioning human being. I like to have a normal level of dopamine in my bloodstream, and without medication, I don't, and I hate who I am. So, <laughs> I think. Yeah, like, I, I mean that's and that's totally fair. I, w- I
0: wasn't coming at it from a no, no, no. Like, I know. I'm just saying, like, I don't want stance. people thinking like that or like. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I also think too, like, I don't. I've never really brought it up because I don't really know how to. Talk about it to, and I think that's what this whole high functioning anxiety, uh, like term people are using, like the the root of it is, I, am I'm doing all the things. I have a job. I am smart. I work really hard. I manage things. I I like can do all these wear all of these hats, and so, trying to figure out a way to talk about how it's impacting me. Like, I just, I've never thought anybody would get it. Like, I think they would look at me and say, you're
1: fine. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, some, like, I I don't think that that is the case. I think, I mean, and I, it's, it goes all back to therapy <laughs> because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have any big issues. I don't have trauma. I don't have, like, really bad anxiety. I'm not having panic attacks. I don't want to kill myself or anything like that. I don't need therapy. Everybody needs therapy. I. It, it, Everybody needs fucking therapy. We lived in a fucked up society. Everybody needs therapy. But it you don't have to have... And this is something that my therapist has said to me because I did not understand the fact that I had a PTSD diagnosis. And I was like, I thought that I had to be like in a severely physically abusive relationship or be in a war or something like that to have a PTSD diagnosis. Trauma is trauma. Like that it is what it is like you don't have to have this big over-the-top movie grandeur kind of reaction or experience to get to be warranted to feel like your diagnosis is valid whatever you're going through whatever emotions you're feeling are already valid Mm -hmm. period end of sentence yeah So I don't, I, and if a doctor fucking minimizes that, fucking find a new doctor. Like that's not a doctor that's advocating for your better needs. That's not a doctor Mm -hmm. that's listening to you. That's a doctor that's ignoring your fucking problems. And those are doctors that should not fucking exist. I'm a huge advocate for people like getting the fucking help that they need. And there's so many doctors out there that minimize, especially women, especially black women, they minimize their feelings and their Um, symptoms because they don't think that they are as important. They're fucking important. If you're feeling it, you're fucking valid. Mm
0: -hmm. Sorry, my rant. (laughs) No, you're good. But I think, I think, one, I need to go get an MRI. I've always thought that. I need to know what's going on with my migraines and headaches. Um, That has nothing to do with anxiety. Well, it actually does. Have you
1: seen a neurologist ever?
0: No, I've never seen a neurologist. So, um, I, that is that is on something that I would like to do in 2023 um, because I am tired of throwing up from headaches.
1: So I'm, <laughs> It's so much fun. I will let you know when I went to go see a neurologist for my migraines, um, and it could be different. Don't know. Um, you will have to go through a whole nerve test before they will approve you going to get an MRI um, for insurance to cover the MRI. Um, yeah. So, no,
0: I know there's steps. There's yeah. steps to getting... There's steps to all kinds of things with migraines, which is totally fine, and I'm it's here for literally, it. literally, Like
1: one of the hardest things, apparently, like in neurology, for people to find the source of, I and mean, they're
0: they're not gonna yeah. find the find the source. But I've always just wondered, like, what yeah. what's going on in my brain? I also am really interested in Botox for migraines, but I've only done like one of the steps that I need to do in order to like for that to be the next thing. I'm also very also really interested in. Um, like a massage therapy um, for headaches. And I think that would also help with anxiety. But I think part of my headaches come from my stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I also struggle a lot with like my stomach being really upset in the morning. Um, and I've, I've read that like that can be part of anxiety mm-hmm. too. Like if you're – so I am like a very avid – I will be early person. Um, my first client walks in the door at 9 o'clock. I am, like, one of the first people in the office at, like, 8,
1: 15, 8 30. And I, um, as somebody with ADHD, am a very <laughs> – I'm going to be 15 minutes late. I'm time yes. blind. I'm sorry. I, yeah, and
0: I am, like, so time-oriented um, that when I am running late, I realize now that my stomach – is way way more messed up the days that I'm like rushing and feeling like I'm going to be late when I'm still 15 minutes early. That's late for me. Yeah. Um and so I think like my IBS symptoms are from my anxiety. Or I could also have like I do think I have like some gut issues. But
1: honestly, but we're having a whole gut episode coming up soon. Yes. Yeah. But I
0: think it's all, I think it's all connected. And I think it's something that I've really never thought about and never like when the, when I go in for my annual checkup at the doctor, they're like, how is everything? And I'm like, it's good. I'm a little anxious sometimes, but you know, it's fine. And I always just kind of play it off as this, like, I'm a little bit stressed. I'm a little anxious, but like, I'm, I'm managing, I'm fine. And then I have these instances where I have these like, really intense feelings of like frustration and I take it out on somebody that I love and care about. And I'm like, why am I this way? Like, why, like, why do I forget about these moments whenever I go in for, you know, my annual checkups or whatever? Um, I think something that I also do that I think a lot of people with this term or whatever we want to call it, I want to be so helpful to people. I feel like if I say no, they're going to think that I don't care about them. Or that it's not important. Um, so I am your yes girl. If you ask me to do something, I'm going to try to do it. If I can somehow manage it in my day. Um, I have a really hard time saying no. And I finally said no in my job. Just because I'm so busy right now. I just like, I wanted to help. But I was like, I can't do this. Like I so badly want to spend my Saturday at this really cool event. And meet all these people. But I Physically and mentally, like, do not have the energy, time, or space to be there. Um, I would have been miserable, and everyone would have like seen it on my face. So I was really proud of myself for doing that because I just am not good at that, and I always take it. I always feel like someone's going to take it as I don't care about said thing or I don't care about said person just because I say no, and that's my own <laughs> issue. But I think I just have that, like, underlying fear that they're going to hate me and I'm going to be. And I also think it's part of my competitive nature. Like, I really want to be the one that does all the things. And I can't do it all. And I think that's really hard. (laughs) We are very different, Um,
1: especially in that, like, aspect. This is why I think you should go to therapy. I'm going to say it, I think, every five minutes in this episode. Um, Because (laughs) these are all things that I learned Cause I, I started going to therapy literally for my anxiety, yeah. ended up staying because I had PTSD, but <laughs> I, one of the first things that I, I, you know, cause I definitely was in my former people pleaser. First thing that any therapist I think will tell you, my therapist definitely told me was, um, you have to treat your life like you're on an airplane. The oxygen mask drops down. You help yourself before you help the people around you. You cannot pour from empty cup. Yeah. You have to make sure that your cup is filled at the tip top before you even entertain the idea of pointing to someone else's. And if those people don't respect your no's, they were never going to respect your yes. They're just going to keep taking advantage of it. And yeah. so your no's, what you say no to, holds so much more value and so much more importance than what anything you say yes to. Because it's defining more of your characters, defining more of your boundaries. It's defining more of how much you care about yourself and... I am totally fine with telling people, no, I don't want to go to that party. No, I don't really want to go hang out and get dinner with you. No, I don't want to take your photographs. No, I don't want to read your script. I don't care if it's not going to help me further my time and I don't have energy to spend. If my wallet's empty of energy, then I'm not going to fucking, like, donate, go into the negatives and go into debt, of my energy debt. Like, I'm not doing that. Um, I also just try to like I noticed that I don't like going out on um Friday nights anymore sometimes I do depends on who it is with and what we are doing like if we're going to a movie that is not something where I'm I feel like I'm overspending energy that's like just like a couple quarters of my energy like if I'm looking at a wallet and I have like twenty dollars in there if I'm going to see a movie on a Friday night that's like a dollar of my energy not that much yeah still having fun you want to go to a bar, that's $10. You want to go to dinner with you, that's all $20. I'm having to be social. I'm having to be extroverted. I'm having to entertain other people. I'm having to be around strangers. And I'm having to um, put on a character and a presence for you. I don't want to do that after I've been at work all day. Um, unless I'm really like you and I really want to date you or something like that. That's like the only way. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just order Uber Eats and chill at my house and watch a movie on Netflix or go to a movie by myself. Uh, so it really depends. Or podcast with me. Or podcast with you. Like, there's <laughs> so many other things that I'd rather do that are going to take time to recharge. And that's also for me being an only child, too. Like, I need time to recharge after a while if I'm around people all yeah. day. But um, yeah, what were you saying before the people-pleasing thing? Um... I was talking about – I don't remember. Is it not on that list or that thing you were looking at? The tummy aches. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, your gut. The IBS, yeah. the gut. <laughs> so another thing about when you're talking about your gut and everything, and I believe this is in the book, The Body Keeps Score. I could be wrong. It was in a book I read, though. Um, well, anxiety manifests in your body. Like if you mm-hmm. do not verbally tell people, tell like a therapist or somebody professional – what is going on, your body will keep score. Your body will store that energy. If you do not let it out, you do not release it or meditate or take time. Like we talked about it with the burnout episode. Um, yeah. If you don't fully go through that stress cycle, um, it's going to store in your body. And so it can lead to IBS. It can lead to migraines. It can lead to acne. You're, it has to get out somewhere. And it will suck the physicalness, like the physical um, well-being Out of you that just because you're like oh it's just my mind it's still affecting the rest of your body your mind is your biggest organ your mind is controlling the rest of your body so you have to treat your mind like you would if you got a broken ankle it just because you are not feeling the best at yourself and you are feeling overwhelmed you're feeling stressed out you're feeling like you can't contain it any longer just because it's internal and inside your head does not mean it's less valid You have to treat anxiety, depression, whatever it is that's going on inside of you, in your brain, like it is a physical ailment as well. And I don't think a lot of people do that. They definitely minimize it. They don't bring it up to their doctors. They don't seek additional help. They don't tell a friend what's going on. And the biggest Mm -hmm. thing that you can do at the minimum is tell somebody what is going on. Let's find somebody that can at least hold space. You don't want advice. Tell them you don't want advice. Tell them that you just want someone to hold space for you and to listen. And I promise you, if they are a healthy person, they'll tell you if they can't hold space for you. I do all the time with Hannah. She'll want to talk to me about something or my roommate will want to talk to me about something. I'm having a fucked up day. My mental health, I'm at 50% of my cup. Half of my energy wallets already been spent. I cannot hold space for you right now. I am so sorry. I know these people, though, have other people that they can talk to in their lives that can also hold space for them. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really important to note. Um you said something that made me start thinking about I can't remember what you said, but oh about like not talking about it and not all of that. Um a lot of my coworkers are really sweet and they tell me they're like, "How are you so calm? How are you so like put together?" Hmm. And I'm like, y'all be seeing one side of me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me tell you, when that door is closed, I've already cried about it. And I've already thought about it. And I've already worried about it. Like, there was one day where I was so stressed out that I, like, closed my office door. Cried. Mm -hmm. wiped my tears. Opened my door. Acted like literally nothing happened. Sometimes I just, like, need to get it. Like you said, physically, like, get it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that... Like, that's why I'm able to be calm and collected in those moments is because I'm like, I've already cried about it. Like, I've already got it out. Like, I'm ready for it Mm -hmm. now. Um, I feel like when it comes to, like, tasks that need to be done, I'm pretty, like, zen and relaxed and, like, I'm good and, like, I can get them done. But, like, on the inside, I'm... I literally am like, I have to get this done or I'm going to forget about it. Or like, I have to do this immediately. Like it's not oh, what I, wish, I, I wish what I, I put on, what I put on the outside doesn't match the feeling on the inside most of the time. I had the exact um,
1: opposite problem as that. I, can't, yeah. I, and it is a symptom of ADHD, not anxiety really, where, um, I will put off something that will take me five minutes to do for months. Um, because people think a lot of the times people have ADHD. And again, I really want to do an ADHD episode. I also would like this episode. So I'm here for it. We just need to do it. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of times people think people have ADHD are lazy. We're not. We're literally fun. People are blessed with like a normal level of dopamine. I'm going to use the wallet example again. It's $20. Most people have $20 worth of dopamine. They're great. Um, you know, you get, do- you can get dopamine other ways by like satisfaction, drugs, alcohol, depending on the alcohol, so many different other things. And you can get up to, like $50 or whatever, but no, most people have a normal $20 worth of dopamine. I was born with about $15 worth of dopamine or no, not even 15, $5 worth of dopamine. <laughs> you got the analogy mixed up. I was born with out of $20. I was born with $5 worth of dopamine, um, Dopamine helps you get things done, motivates you, gives you a purpose to live, honestly. And it makes you function. It makes you, give gives you attention. Amazing things to function like a normal human being. Um, without medication, medication, a lot of people, when they take ADHD medication that are not, they don't have ADHD, a, their dopamine levels go from $20 to that $50. They get extra amount. I only get the $20. I only get up to that normal amount. And still, it is a struggle at that time to still even get the motivation to just go clean the kitchen, to just go make dinner, to just go take a shower, to just make that movie, to just write that script. Those little things, I know I need to do them. I am very conscious that I have a whole checklist of things that I have to get done, but it physically hurts my body, physically Gives me the biggest stress that I do not want to do it at all. I want to avoid it at all costs. Now, by time I get it done, I'm like, oh wow, that wasn't heck yeah, that wasn't that That awesome. I had to call the cable company today. I knew that yesterday. I waited until three because they close at five. Probably. I waited until three o'clock. That's why I love deadlines. Oh my God. Give me a fucking tight ass deadline. Oh, I will work in those last 48 hours to get that shit done. And it'll be the best work I've ever done. But you tell me I have a deadline in June and you tell me about it in January. I'm waiting until June. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting out of the way. I'm, I'm waiting until June. Yeah. Because I just don't have the motivation to get it done. It's physically impossible. And I don't think a lot of people think that. They're like, well, just get it done. I'm like, go move that 100-year-old like year old boulder. You can't do it. You're not strong enough. Neither is my brain. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of people think about that in that retrospect. No,
0: definitely not. And
1: it leads to anxiety. So it all goes back to that, too. And I look like I'm yeah. fine. And I just want the will to live and be able to wake up and not have to, like use all of my energy just to get my normal tasks done. And it causes me stress and I manage it by taking medication and going to therapy. Back to you. Yeah.
0: Back (laughs) to me. I don't have anything to say. No, I've been taking a lot more walks lately, which has been really nice. Um, and so I think that that's going to be my go-to. I think whenever I like, I'm just feeling some type of way, um, like, at work yesterday, I had, a like, a slow period. My coworker had a slow period, and I looked at her, and he was, I was like, she was like, we should go on a walk. I was like, we should absolutely go on a walk. That's great. Um, so, we went on a walk, which was really nice. Um, I'm thinking about trying to incorporate that into my, like, lunch hour. Um. Just to get outside, but also just to, like, clear my thoughts, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which was really nice because, like, we really didn't talk about work. We really didn't talk about, like, anything related to, like, our stressors from the day, which was really nice. Um, so it was, like, 20 minutes that we just were present outside. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A lot of friends that do
1: it after work. Like, especially yeah. if you work from home, they'll go out mm-hmm. for a walk after they get off work. Yeah. Um,
0: my problem is, like, one <laughs> – my problem is the motivation to, like, put on the – leggings and tennis shoes and go back outside that i like get home well. and i'm like i just want to put on my sweatshirt and my comfy clothes I, and snuggle my dog you could
1: go walking around in pajamas no one would judge you oh
0: i do i do Sometimes. i would not judge you <laughs> you know it is what it is get like, that walk in get
1: it and does not yes. matter there's no wardrobe for wellness honestly <laughs> honestly
0: no wardrobe for wellness it's just <laughs> our wellness era um but yeah like i i don't know like i don't I don't really feel like I have good like ways to cope because I'm still learning that myself. But and that's fine. That's Allowing yourself
1: time. to yeah. learn and giving yourself that grace, right for it. I think that that should be definitely your goal and the Rest new year of 2022 goal. I was going to give you till yeah because my but you know. my year
0: my year word was wellness, and I'm like, hmm. I've been working on it. I I've been doing better, um, and I just think that. I think that there's always room to grow in all of these areas. Even if you have been to the therapist and do all the things, like I still think that you're still learning something every single day. And I think that it's important to have people in your life who can relate to these kind of things too. Um, being in a group of people who don't have any kind of anxiety or nervousness or anything is hard because I'm like,
1: I don't I always feel know like- how
0: you... Like, I feel like the odd went out when I'm like, wh- when I'm stressed about things and no one else is. I'm like, okay, I feel like what's everybody's usually me? stressed
1: and they're just hiding it. It's just yeah. as much. But there was this one girl yeah. on TikTok. I don't know her name. If I find it, I will leave a link in the show notes. But it started as a parody, and I think it's so cute, where she is a character and it's um a person who never gets anxiety and their reaction to different stressful situations so like a person never gets anxiety at the airport and it's like oh I missed like I, I, I missed my flight well good thing that there's five other more flights that I can just jump on like just like give me like it's supposed to be a parody it's supposed to be like oh my god like how are you not stressing out about this but in some way for someone who has anxiety I'm like you're giving me like a positive outlook into all these like bad scenarios that I can now think of like oh, I didn't get that job. Oh, well, I guess there's a better candidate suited for it. And there's a, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. And I'm like, you're fucking right. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like a more positive spin on all these different scenarios. Yeah. And like...
0: Yeah, like my like my flight was delayed. Find me at the Chili's bar. Find yeah. me at the Chili's airport <laughs> bar. Like, that's great. I'm going to get some queso. See you in an hour. Yeah, exactly. Like.
1: So I think just... Not always thinking. I think when you have anxiety, you're always going to be prone to thinking of the worst possible outcome. You think of every outcome, but you always go to the first possible negative one. But how can we look at it as a better outcome, as a way to manage our stress levels? I think focusing on, okay, yes, this is not good. And your body, basically, when you're having a panic attack, I mean, like, it's your nervous system, your parasympathetic nervous system freezing because it's stuck between fight or flight and it can't decide. It can't decide if it wants to run or if it can't decide, it can't decide if it wants to fight, so it just panics. And I was really into neurology like when I was in college, so like I studied the nervous system like a ton. But one thing that I have found that's really helped with managing any type of anxiety, if I'm stressed, if I um, am feeling down, taking ice and putting it on my wrists or on the back of my neck, it is where a lot of your nerves are at and it will confuse them and be like what the fuck is this going on now i was stressed <laughs> out but now i'm freezing cold what and you will prevent the stress and anxiety attack so give that a try nice. i do it anytime i feel tense or stressed just i just going
0: to carry some ice around everywhere i take go. the face
1: my ice face roller and i just put it on my wrist and i'm like i literally like i can feel the stress bubbling up inside of me and i'm like ice roller ice roller ice roller ice roller ice roller i get it and i'm like Two minutes later, I'm fine. And it prevents a whole wave of anxiety from rushing through my body. So give that a try. Nice. But, um, yeah, just finding someone, I think, to talk to about this, like you said, is the best thing I think you, you can do. So I hope that those little survival tips are able to help you with managing your anxiety. And we'd love to know where you're at on your wellness journey. If you want to hear this episode again with a professional doctor, therapist. I do. I know Hannah does because she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like,
0: I'm like, I just want to, I just want to pick their brain, literally. Like, I want to know all the things.
1: Yeah, so let us so. know. We will look into it for sure. Yeah. And so that does it for today's episode of the Gal's Guide. Make sure to
0: follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at the gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe
1: to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.